When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back with another another day of Baldi's deliberations. Another day, another deliberation. First up, we're talking about the biggest disappointment of 2022. In no particular order, Herogasm, which is the episode, uh, an episode of season three of The Boys, 1899, presumably the, the, the whole experience, including its cancellation. Picard season two, Walking Dead season 11, The Gilded Age, Hmm. Um, that's uh, maybe I need a little explanation. That is, um, oh fuck, what is that guy? I, I can remember Kelly said Baron. Uh, uh, shit, it's the guy who wrote Down Abbey. He decided to try his hand at writing American aristocracy. Mm. Uh, at the, at the age of the robber barons, the trains and Standard Oil, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, rings of it's in the biggest disappointment category, so things did not go well. Uh, rings of power, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Westworld season four, again the entire experience of its cancellation. Black Adam, three thousand years of longing, which is the genie genie movie in uh, that the Tilden Swinton and Idris Elba were in. We're not, we're still not fans of Succession. It's not the succession. It's it's us. We're disappointed in ourselves. <laughs> mm. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore's, the final movie in the Fantastic Beasts trilogy, uh, hopefully. Los Spookes, uh, season two, which we've talked about in other deliberations. For All Mankind, season three. Wow. We're disappointed in that? Eh, it's an experience be, to talk about, an, sure. It's an experience to talk about. And then finally, our flag means death. Um, a comedy that uh, is highly recommended to me, but uh, I just didn't gel with. So let's talk about uh, float. We're talking about uh, taking the two to the top. Uh, we're, we're floating and we're sinking. In this list, sinking means good, to the top means bad. Herogasm is currently at number one, and I'm fine with that. Sure. Yeah, that needs to be at the top. Uh, 1899. Uh, I don't know that we need to take it to the top. I think number two is about right. I could be fine with that. Hmm. Hmm. If you don't have any strong feelings of two, like to me, this is a gut check. It's to the top, to the bottom. And if there's any hesitation, it's a floater. Okay. But your mileage may vary. Yeah. I mean, I, it's more just the general, maybe this shouldn't be 1899. Maybe this should be Netflix. (laughs) Because that's what I'm mostly disappointed in. Okay. And if slash Netflix, and if eighteen, if if Netflix is what we're debating here, I feel like that goes to the top for a lot of reasons. All right. Um, to the top. Some of some of which are happening this year, so I don't know what to do about that. Like, how do I separate 1899 from the stuff that Netflix is pulling this year? Oh man, 
Um, well, we'll have to talk more yeah. about that when we get back around to it. How about uh, Picard season two? To the top. Is that to the top worthy? Uh, mm, to the top. Because mm, disappointment mm, is, ah. is like expectation versus reality, right? <laughs> Did I have super well, high so, hopes no. for Picard season two? Well, I kind of did because, you know, it's not like season one was a complete dumpster fire. It like, had moments. Sure. It had moments. Uh, the, the, and, and the hook of season two where they're, you know, they got the they got Q coming back uh, that they you yeah, know, the, the hopes you that the, the showrunners had learned something. The fact that, you know, I, I thought, yeah, I thought it would be better. OK. So. Yeah. To the top. To the top, I, but I, I think as a floater myself. Oh, okay. Well, we'll leave it there for now. Um, Walking Dead season eleven. This has got to float. This has got to float for me. I feel like it's a floater too. The Gilded Age. It's all you, man. Oh man, we're not to actually talk about this stuff. <laughs> I, I, it's a floater for me. Rings of Power, though. I'm gonna take that to the top. Oh, yeah. Unless you, yeah, okay, to the top. Uh, we're at number seven, Westworld season four. God, that that to me is to the top. Yeah, barely, but sure, to the top. I mean, yeah, we'll have to. It's going to be a a hot competition at the top. Uh, Black Adam, I think that goes to the top. Mm Mm-hmm. Three thousand years of longing. This doesn't go to the top. I, I know th- you like this, so you're not disappointed in this. Yeah, I, I was gonna was. say this is this is all you. Uh, this is all you. But I wasn't that disappointed in it. I think this floats. We're still not fans of Succession. <laughs> this is a fan disappointment to the bottom. To me, it's a floater. <laughs> but for for the, <laughs> it's a sinker for me sinking it no it's fine it can right. float i mean this is this also isn't this the biggest uh I'm, uh I'm gonna take it to the top actually and then we can talk about it okay. but like isn't this a double dipping because isn't this also a biggest miss contender uh yeah but this is a perennial thing for us so um fantastic feast feast fantastic beast the secret of dumbledore i'm gonna take that to the top because i want to talk about it i don't think it's at the top but i want to like anything that we float or sink i don't think is going to get much discussion so uh los spookies i'm fine with it oh floating. you don't want it to the top then oh to the top I like season one so much uh okay we'll take yeah. it to the top we'll talk about it yeah. los spookies for all mankind season three that's got to go to Oof. the top yeah because uh, otherwise we won't get a chance to talk to it mm. and then or talk about it and then that leaves our flag means death which I'm fine floating it's it's a disappointment but it's not a huge disappointment okay. all right let's talk about it number one currently is for all mankind season three Jim I like season three of yeah. for all mankind what the fuck yeah so do I um it's just it, this is not about the quality of the show this is about how the podcast performed I think um we were hoping mm. that we would have a lot of people who were also as excited about this truly excellent show. I mean, season one and two, I thought were awesome with minor missteps here and there. But like, boy, uh, people just did not show up for this thing. We, I'm looking through the stats right now. Our best podcast uh, for all mankind has been downloaded 3,200 times to date. To date. Uh, that's the season three. What was the first up. seven days on that? Uh, first seven that days was even is people 1700. Like, see, that's 
I actually was shocked because in the very beginning, uh, one of the things when we were going to go full time, we were excited to do is we were going to finally get around to doing full coverage of Justified. Mm. Man, we were so excited about that show. It just gotten off at season mm-hmm. two. We often talked about it on another podcast how much we were enjoying it and how it's favorably comparing with the best of the uh, prestige television of the day. And we started uh, covering season three. And if I recall correctly, that podcast struggled to get the four figures of engagement, yeah. like 800, 900 week, which, again, that was a long time ago. But our mega hit at the time was like Breaking Bad, and it was getting 20, 30,000 weekly downloads. Right. So, like, that's pretty fucking bad. And we love Justified. It's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it was such a disappointment that, like, and that was the first kind of thing. It's like, oh, just because we're excited for something. And it's got a big audience. Like, Justified had, like, 4.5 million people watching it on basic cable mm-hmm. uh, at, in, in that era. Just because – and we had, you know, we had an interview with one of the sh- show producers and one of the, the head writers. Like, yeah. we, we gave that a lot of good coverage. And, man, it just, it was just, like, just went out like a wet fart. Yeah, so we stopped doing it. The, and we came back for the final season, and, you know. Uh, it still was kind still, of dog shit. Nothing. But, like – not in quality and just the people's uh-huh. perception and we're going to do it again for city primeval if we can at all so like who knows maybe third time <laughs> uh is the charm or maybe it's uh twice spit in one it shot. probably doesn't know. matter because i think it's only a one season run for that right right so uh for all mankind is a similar <sighs> like i didn't yeah. know it was possible for to do these kind of numbers i thought people would be hungry for prestige television since we had been covering it a lot this is I think, you know, you could argue it's getting into pulp or fantasy, but, like, it's still really grounded. It's all character-based, very political. Uh, It's very extremely well done. I think the subject matter is inherently interesting. It's extremely well acted. Um, And, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't... I I was not aware we could still do podcasts this unsuccessful. Some of our... Almost every one of our standalone premium podcasts perform better than this. Right, right. People have to fucking pay to listen to that stuff. And we have (laughs) way more people listening to like Lunch, OTC, Mm -hmm. uh, even think Quip outperforms. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because I really like that show. I enjoy covering it, but we can't justify it. No pun intended. Um, Huh. So I, I think that's a show that's unfortunately going to have to go back to off the clock because I don't want to stop watching it, it and talking about it. I oh, just don't no. want to do it weekly when we could be covering something else that's going to give us more traffic, right? So right. that'll probably be an OTC yeah, thing. Yeah, come back every three episodes or so to talk about it on OTC. That'll be fun. Uh, it's just a bummer because also like we were also optimistic because the a foundation – also on Apple TV Plus was a modest size new hit for us. Yeah, I'm looking you at know? those it wasn't numbers. Like, we've got to date on most of those like five, six thousand, up spanning all the yeah, way up almost, to like almost ten thousand for the premiere. So, yeah, and then of course you've got know. more, even more on Pulp. Right. But right. Uh, for all mankind, it's just like it's dog piss, man. Yep. Uh, so that's a huge disappointment. I was hoping as much as we hyped it up, as much as we've been talking about it, as many baldies as it was in consideration for, um, I was I was hoping that it would we'd get the because that that tells me that like not even most of the bald move community it was a sell right. for. You know, it's one thing if you don't find a new audience, uh, but like you know you, you were it, it, most of the stuff we crap out 
gets at least 5,000 people listening to it because that's roughly the number of subscribers we have on our press, you know, on our prestige feed. Pulp's quite a bit more, but like baseline, you throw anything out there, you throw a hundred year retrospective of Nosferatu, you're going to get five, <laughs> 6,000 people downloading it. <laughs> the, for all mankind, actively turn people off. It's, it's still, it's still hugely disappointing. There's only right one now. podcast that does worse for us and we're actively covering it right now. It's Picard. But Picard is a, a work of just pure love. Oh, I thought Picard actually did decent numbers. Nope. Picard no? struggles to get oh, to 2,000. It's it's definitely worse, but also we just love talking about it so much. It's so much fun to talk and yeah. rip on that show. Yeah. You guys would have to pay us not to talk right. about it. How about that? Um. So there's the For All Mankind. It's This is a not a, this, this biggest disappointment has nothing, well... It doesn't have to have anything to do with the quality of the content, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Let's talk about season two of Los Espookes. Damn, um, man. I I liked season one so much. It was su- something so like fresh and unique. I'd never quite yes. seen anything like it. It didn't it didn't take itself very seriously, which I loved. And I still think it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's it's having similar types of fun, but there's something in season two where they just kind of the the concept wasn't supported as well by the writing um with it, with exception I like that BBC episode uh quite a bit I think that was fun but yeah something about the plot lines they're into this season and the way they just kind of the thing that really bugged me about this season the number one thing was the way fuck I don't remember most of their names uh who's the main guy who dresses like he's totally emo uh ronaldo Ronaldo, yeah um his storyline this season was really drawn out like every episode he'd come back and see the same thing all over again just time after time after time and it took until like the last maybe the very last episode for them to reveal anything about it is just mm. yeah i felt myself tapping my foot a lot more than i should have same dude i th- feel like the two ostensible leads ronaldo and ursula are actually the most boring characters and i watched this <laughs> show for tati um i watched it for tati i watch it for andres ah, okay you know yeah. julio torres and uh, uh ana fabrega fabriga I think are just these in in season one, these enormously likable oddball characters that you've never seen their archetype. Exactly. Yeah. Ever. I promise you. And they're just a delight. Mm -hmm. And in this season, the early goings has had this. It felt like a lot like with um, uh, the early goings of Harley Quinn, Mm. where it's like you've got these characters, but they're coupled up in bad couplings that are just like, keeping their their light underneath a basket so you can't see it shine. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the only thing I really liked about this season was Fran Armiston's Fred Armiston's (laughs) plot about being the car parker in a world of automatic self-parking cars. Yes. Pretty good. Uh, Fred Armiston is just very funny at surreal, bizarre humor. And I feel like that was, this is a very conventional season. And you know what? As a final disappointment, it got canceled in December. Oh, did it? So no more Ospookes. Well, there yeah. were uh its its audience share in the final season uh was beneath a hundred thousand people. Wow. 
a point below a point one share. So yeah, it's unfortunate because that first season is really, really good. I, I the other thing, so yeah. the Fred Armisen stuff is very good in this season. I enjoyed it immensely. The problem is it's also saddled with his daughter, who I viscerally dislike. Uh the way yes. she treats him, the way she treats everyone makes me fucking yeah. recoil crawl inside myself yeah. and say i want to die because i hate this person so much uh yeah so so it was like my love for his stuff was tempered by that so it kind of took the shine off of that too we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-round movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members, with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is rewarding to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. And now, back with more Bald Move. What do we do with those spookies? Is it more disappointing than For All Mankind season three? Yeah, crapping out in the statistics. I think so. Okay, because ultimately, like, you know, we can just choose to not cover For All Mankind. You can't choose yeah. to make a show better. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumbledore. Um, boy, I really like the Harry Potter series. I like the movies. Um, I came to Harry Potter late. Um, I started watching it after I left my former religion because uh, now I could. Uh, I think it was like a girlfriend at the time I was dating. She uh, the I want to say it's the Order of the Phoenix or maybe it was the Half Red Pl- Blood Prince. It ju- was just coming out. She wanted to know if I'd watch it with her, and I'm like, okay, sure, why not? And I went into that movie blind. Wow. And I was so impressed by how relatively mature the storytelling was and how cool the world was that I went back and watched all of the other movies. And then I think I got to the Deathly Hollows 
and that was a two-parter and i decided to go back and read all the books after i got out of the because i don't want to wait out the, 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 the whole mm-hmm. other year to see what what mm-hmm. happens uh, so I really like the Harry Potter series. Um, I was excited, you know, like you got a spinoff season and this seemed like his return to more kid friendly type of because it gets pretty dark at the end of Harry Potter, you know, mm-hmm. um, lots of people dying and whatnot. You start off all bright and light and with a bunch of 10 year olds and you end up with a bunch of moody 18 year olds are killing people. Um, and it was a, it was a cute movie. I really liked the first one, uh, the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Then you know, there's two things that started happening. The creator, J.K. Rowling, started to get more and more prominent for, uh, I would say, bad takes. Uh, things touching on uh, the existence of trans people and everything. Mm-hmm. That was tough. Um, but then also, the movies just suck. Uh, the second movie, I can't even remember what it is. Is that the Crimes of Grind? Yeah, the Crimes of Grindelwald um, was just bizarre. It felt like it was written by a committee. Nothing really made sense. Everything got so dark and oppressive and fascist. Hmm. And then this movie c- comes out where, like, one of the things that happens post Harry Potter is J.K. Rowling uh, retconned Dumbledore as being gay, openly gay. Mm-hmm. This movie really tries hard not to grapple with the fact that Grindelwald and Dumbledore are in fact lovers, hmm. and they're they don't they don't really allow Dumbledore to be. So it's like one of those things where it's such a big. A lot of people are already kind of like, well, do you really get credit for saying a character is gay after you got done writing it? You know, it's like, oh, I didn't write any, I didn't write any gay representation. Uh, you know what? This guy, he's he's the gay one. Um, but then you actually go back and you have these prequels where you could. You got a young, hot Jude Log Dumbledore with <laughs> an equally young, hot Mads Mickelson as his arch rival, nemesis, best friend, lover turned, you know, evil dark Jedi, whatever. And you just don't ever grapple with that material. Like it's so weird. Yeah. And then this movie's climax is the villain who is saying we can no longer let the muggle folk, the normal non-magical world, do their own thing because I have seen, I have foreseen a global cataclysm coming. You know, this is a Wizard of Worlds already lived through World War One, and he's saying something worse is even coming. Something even more. He's referring to uh, the rise of fascism, Nazism, and World War Two. Mm-hmm. And shows like what's going to happen if we don't like they they even go to like they show the concentration camps in this vision. They show the bomb being dropped on Hiroshima and the wizards like they conclude that they still can't get involved in muggle affairs. They still have to be isolationists like the bad guy makes a fucking banger point and they still are like, eh, prime directive, you know, sure, sure. It's. It's it's and it and also it's a it's a mess of a movie. It's a mess of a message. It's um, Dumbledore's always been this kind of weird, kind of gray, nebulous character. Like his his means are only justified by the ends in the movies and the books. And I I yeah this this thing was a debacle. Um, between this and the uh was it cursed child i forget what the name of the Broadway play like um or the off the the London play um it's. Between this and J.K. Rowling's obtuseness, 
it's essentially killed all love I have for the Harry Potter franchise at this point. Still have a bunch of love for the originals. I love watching the Rift Tracks versions of them. I love Emma Rupert and uh, t- who's the fucking most famous one? The Harry Potter got kid. Oh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel, I, I I still love them and like following their careers, but nope, nope, I'm out of the the Harry Potter. All right, shit. I have two questions for you. If not. Yes. Being in the closet, what is the secret of Dumbledore? That is the title of this movie. That's a damn good question. Because the other thing is like the Dumbledore steals the movie from Pinius Fuckworth or whatever <laughs> the the guy who was the ostensible star that had all the cute animals and was running around and mm, yeah, I, you know, know solving problems with this. Dan Fogarty. Dan Fo- oh, Fogler. Right, yeah, I remember um, he was in one of these. He's in this movie too. Mm. Yeah, they just um, they just he just up up and so like the secret is that Jude Law just blew what's this what is this um, fantastic beast what is this guy's name Eddie Redmayne just blew Eddie Redmayne off the call sheet okay you know? I, I I I don't I don't know and question know. two it was just, um, Harry Potter is supposed to take place in our actual Earth universe yes. Yeah, the wizards have a hidden society. They live amongst oh, us. Oh, Jesus. This, I didn't know this. There's a parallel dimension in, in uh, London called Diagon Alley that if you knock on the right brick on the right street, it gets you access. There's a, It's like all embedded in the real world, but uh, muggles have no knowledge of magic users. And it, they, they try How to have they away. not monetized Quidditch? Like, imagine how much <laughs> money that would make. Anyway, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Quidditch is kind of a rubbish sport. I don't know; it'd be super popular to watch. It wouldn't be exciting to watch a bunch of kids flying around on brooms, trying to. Yeah, it's just the rules, man. Yeah, yeah. The golden snitch is stupid. <laughs> they really, honestly, they just need to remove. They just need to remove the golden snitch, and everything else is just essentially rugby crossed with soccer, crossed with Rocket League, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be inherently fun. But uh, right. yeah, well, where do you think it belongs on the list? Is this. It's going up. I, it's 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 just me. It's just me. It's currently number three. I think that's fine. I can't possibly, like I said, I I, I it's it's not as bad for me because like I wasn't a child yeah, of yeah. Harry Potter. I can because I, I I talk about this like um, the whole Harry Potter thing falling apart for people must it'd be like if George Lucas in my late twenties <laughs> had come out with like some just hot takes about gay marriage. I mean, or he didn't do that, but he did kind of ruin Scott his legacy it. in a different way. Right. I, he, there did, was a similar catastrophe with him, uh, with the prequels yeah. and with his changing of all of the originals and like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's different, but it's different than like, cause, cause they right didn't now, betray a us lot on of a social personal circles. level, right? Yeah. And, and, and like, it's, it's cause like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like if I was 27 and Star Wars was such a big part of my mm-hmm. life and George comes out and he's like, he's he's not, you couldn't say he hates gay people, but he definitely doesn't want him to get married. Uh-huh. Definitely doesn't want him adopting children. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, and, and then like me buying X-Wing becomes a referendum in my friend circles about how progressive I am. Yeah. Like you can't, and I'm like, but I, like also like you have to choose between do you love Star Wars or do you you know, uh, love and accept gay people. Right. And that's, I mean, like I said, I, I, that's, that's a pretty rotten spot to be put on as a young person. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad it wasn't that severe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we're still not fans of succession. 
we're not. This is disappointing to our audience. And it's disappointing to us because we could make we could build a big audience and make a lot of money I if think, we covered this most popular prestige I'm, show in a time. We were talking about this. Um, is it similar to the leftovers where like everybody who watched Succession would be interested in our podcast? because uh, it doesn't it, the the voice about the people out there talking about this and the conversation about succession is outsized to its audience. Its audience is not that big. Yes. But when a big 100%. event happens on Succession, everybody knows about it because it's all over social media. I, I, when, I'm not a Succession fan, but on the Sunday night, Monday morning after Succession episode, it's just as jam-packed full of Succession means as my timeline is on House of the Dragon, despite right. House of Dragon being literally 10 to 20 times bigger in audience size. Yeah. So it has... It has got a chokehold on like people that produce media journalists like they fucking love this show. I guess the media, the deletes, the elites of society love this show. Right. Which I might might point to why it's some of the reasons <laughs> I hate it or I think I would hate it because I've only seen two hours of it so mm-hmm. far. Um but I, yeah, like I said, it's it, it's it sucks because especially since I think we are not doing a great job of covering prestige because I think that they're not doing a great job of making new prestige. Um, you know, when I think about like, oh, in the va- last five years, the big prestige films that we or prestige TV shows that we've missed are Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. uh, Succession and White Lotus. Sure. That's like five years worth of prestige. They're like... I, they're just not most prestige television is coming out with a sci-fi fantasy bent right yeah. now and i don't know what to do about it like it's kind of like you know uh i i think that split still makes a lot of sense but it just sucks that so much of the prestige stuff that's coming out right now has that flavor of sci-fi and i, I don't think it's bad it's great i yeah, that's I that's it. my favorite flavor and the fact that you're getting serious minded entertainment set in those universes is is amazing. Mm-hmm. But like the best prestige show of 2023 might be The Last of Us, a movie <laughs> taking place in a in a world that's consumed by mushroom zombies. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it might be true. Sure. I have no problem with it. But so yeah, I wish it's a problem. I, I wish I could knock myself on the head and forget everything I learned about class class consciousness and just enjoy watching these terrible rich people destroy their lives, but I, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, it's not as disappointing I think it's fine at four. as for all mankind for me. So yeah, wherever you want to put it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Why is Black Adam on here? The Rock. I I, I know why it's literally I... literally okay, just The Rock. That... <laughs> right? Because I don't care if a random Marvel or DC franchise flames uh-huh. out. Like, who cares? Like, Eternals sucks. Yeah, you, you fucked up Marvel on that one. Most of the Snyder stuff, in my opinion, sucks. But The Rock, man. I know. Like, all we have wanted ever since we have been getting together and talking about television and movies. Because we, before even before, Bald Moon, yeah. we loved these... This this is something that we love before Bald moved, like these 80s and 90s action, big, bulky, beefy dudes with one-liners killing people, you know, like we I I love that shit. That is that is such a great genre. And The Rock could be a full 3C bald move trademark badass on the 3C scale right up there with Sly and Arnold. 
but he fumbles the fucking bag all the time. He tried to have the Arnold Sly stopper. My mom will shoot <laughs> slash uh, junior uh, slash twin juniors yeah. slash kindergarten mm-hmm. cop. Like he had to have those guys did that after a full decade and a half of being badasses. The Rock had the Scorpion King uh-huh. literally. Who gives a fuck? And walking tall, which is another is all right as it, it, it's it's kind of like a, a equivalent to Arnold's Red Heat. Where was his Conan? Where was his Terminator? Where is his True Lies? Where is his Predator? It's all on the mat. So that's the thing that The Rock was training on for a long time, right? Is being The Rock. I mean, he he came the re- from yeah. the wrestling world. And he was very popular in the wrestling world. Yeah. So you can get an, an audience who comes over from that views you as a badass and has kind of had that experience with you. Um, yeah. It's just that me not being a wrestling fan, I never got that side of him. Uh, I got stuff like walking yeah. tall and that stuff is okay, but it's not the amazing stuff that we were expecting of like that we got with like Arnold and Sly and those guys. And he was a fantastic wrestler to this day. I can watch a 30 minute compilation clip of the rock run you know uh running promos on the mic and it's just fucking sure. hilarious the, the way charismatic you know, he just extemporaneously come up there and just insult a wrestler an entire city get the whole like i that that is super cool um but if the rock had the roles that either sly or arnold had under his belt we might have to invent a fourth scene <laughs> maybe Maybe because he's a. I think he's arguably a bigger champion. He's definitely more charismatic. I think he's got charisma than either of them. He, it, it, yeah, and it's a lot more like yeah, like there's weren't as many rough edges as as, as early. Right. Um, I mean, Stallone has yeah. being Stallone to contend with, and then Arnold has right. the language barrier to contend with. The Rock was just primed. He was ready to go, uh, and he just has right. not taken off. And Black Adam was an opportunity for him to right that ship. And say, okay, I'm doing some real badass roles here in in the kind of twilight of my badassdom, you know, where he's not going to be able to maintain this body forever. He's, yeah, yeah, he's got a sure. few more years run in him, but not with stuff like this. And the, but this could be like you know this could be a role where he's like he's he's an antihero. He could be the big bad. Like he could be in multiple DC movies and just pat and like also this is kind of a role he's born to play. Uh, he has a very strong resemblance to Black Adam in the comic hmm. book just off the page. And he looks like, you know, you don't have to pad this guy's suit. He just <laughs> right. was a fucking beast. Like, he is ready to go. He's an imposing person. And the other thing is behind the scenes, <sighs> the machine of the rock is starting to turn me, me off. The too. fact that, like, you look at this, like, how much ego flexing he did on this project. The fact that he got... Henry Cavill to come back before he even really like, you know, he, he came onto this with like an executive producer swag, started calling his own shots, started sucking his own dick. And like, unlike Henry Cavill, which I, I think he's a great Superman saddled with mm-hmm. failure after failure of Superman scripts. A lot of what went wrong with Black Adam seems entirely self-inflicted by the rock and his hubris. And I hate that. Here's that the sucks. thing that was like the starting to take the shine off the apple for me is the way he reacted to it in the aftermath was very like by the numbers, the things you're supposed to say, right? Um, when when mm-hmm. the franchise kind of blows up in your face, 
You say, you know, you thank people for the opportunities and all that stuff. And then in the tweet I saw that he put out after this, half of it was a fucking tequila ad. Like he can't get out of his own way to stop promoting his shit for a second to take the pulse of the audience and say there are people who are disappointed and hurting right now. And they need something from me that is genuine, not something that is laced with more advertising to pump up my career yet again. And that really offended me just fundamentally. Because like, I I mean, I want to talk for people that don't know and don't care. Like they teased the return of Henry Cavill's Superman, which everyone like again, everyone loves Henry Cavill's Superman. He's Mm -hmm. great. Uh, and they're like, oh, my God, this is like even though those movies sucked, at least this fucking post credit sequence shows that maybe we can write the shipping and be good. And like days later, DC's like, hey, we're flipping the keys to James Gunn. He's shutting all this shit down. There's no more Black Adam. There's no yeah. more hand. like that's the fans fiasco. like that's the, if you're a DC fan, you're pretty beleaguered, man. You've got mm-hmm. the Peacemaker. You got the Suicide Squad. And you have hope for whatever. Uh, you got maybe the do. Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. If you're a true believer in that <laughs> sure. thing. But like it's been. It's been hard. to. It's like, you know, being a Peyton Manning fan in the era of Tom Brady. It's like, even if you think it's going good, this other thing is going so much better. That's got to be rankling. And then you get this kind of shot in the arm where it's like, ah, the the rock movie kind of sucks. We're really hoping this is going to be good. But, oh, Henry Cavill. Oh, God, it's just such. And again, it's it's the rock of it all. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe he went crazy during the pandemic. Um (laughs) Because because it just seems like yeah like he's trying to rap and he's trying to is he trying to rap all this uh, I don't know he did a video that gets that that uh, look this up they, maybe the Moana shit went to his head where he got the rap for thirty seconds as as uh, Maui um, but uh, yeah I'm just like I'm just disappointed the oh he's on I a like the rock track. okay I think the rock is. No, oh really? Tech Nine put him on apparently because huh? I've only heard it like in TikTok and shit. Um, I don't know. It's just yeah, he's turning kind of a little bit, a bit of a cringe lord. Not a good look. Yeah, not a good look. Dwayne. Yeah, it's the blatant self promotion that starts to grate on me with him. Um, yeah, and and especially when the movie was not good. <laughs> so that's so what that's do, up I, there. to me. I think it's, it's more way more disappointing than us not liking Succession and Fantastic Beasts. I think it actually goes to the top. I think it's number one right now. Uh, I'm going to put Slash, the saga mm-hmm. of Dwayne, The Rock. R9, The Rock Saga. Johnson. Yeah. And I will say that for him. He's got the Fast and Furious, which is like the thing in my mind that is bolstering except for i don't think he does i think he's been exiled from that over and you know what yep i thought the problem has always been vin diesel but that's that's oh this is why it's got to be number one thus far is because now i'm starting to think that vin is probably the righteous one he's the one that made this franchise into something and the rock tries to take it over from him and like you know, he's probably not even my lay, but like if you're trying to take it over, mm-hmm. like I if we had if we, if we get a third co-host in here and they're a superstar and they started becoming more popular than us and started wanting to like flex and take over ownership, I'd be pissed. Yeah, sure. Like, hey, I'm glad you're in here and helping <laughs> out stuff, but like, guess you doing this shit? Yeah, you got here 15 minutes ago. Me and Jim have been here for 15 fucking years. What the fuck? Like, yeah, I it's oof, not a good yeah. look. All right, Westworld season four. Um, this is a strange one. Uh-huh. 
So season four was kind of a return to form. With with exceptions for Westworld. Uh, near the end. As, and especially for, for me, the way this all turned out. Because um, there's a bit of a meta component here, too, with its cancellation. I don't know. Uh, tell so, me about it. So I liked yeah, most I liked of the... Westworld season four. Um, uh-huh. The finale really disappointed me. Like really, really disappointed me. Um, I felt like they had set up something very cool with the man in black. Um, spoilers here for people who haven't seen season four and are planning on watching this dead show. Uh, he blows mm-hmm. up the tower, and I thought that's that for the tower. We're done. We're gone. We're we're off into a world that is no longer under control of anybody here. And in the next episode, it's like, well, he kind of blew up the tower, but the tower is still there. Even though I saw it blow up spectacularly, it's still there. I could still go into it and retrieve stuff and like still operational. And then the shit that they were doing all season long with Dolores was a huge fucking miss for me. Um, It did not amount to nearly as much as it needed to amount to in order for it to pay off well enough that I would feel good about the rest of the season with her. Yeah. So huge disappointment I mean, across I'll, the board. And then and then it ends with something that you can squint and you can say, hmm, maybe that's okay as an ending to the entire series. Clearly that was not intended to be the ending of the series. And the creators have been out there saying as much, but it's going to be because it was canceled. Yeah, and I can't blame HBO for canceling it because this is something that's been struggling ever since season two. Uh, season three was better, but still not perfect. Season four was better, but still mm-hmm. like to me, I don't think I even had the problems that, that you were having with Dolores so much as the mm-hmm. finale was borderline insulting. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It does kind of sort of work as a season, as a series ender. If you kind of look at it and squint and say, oh, it's a times a flat circle and it's the MC Escher drawing, drawing itself and all that kind of like it kind of works thematically, but emotionally and character. No, 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 no. There is no satisfaction there. And uh, and and because of and I I think also it's like I got the opinion that a lot of this, again, is self-inflicted that. That Nolan and Joy kind of took their eye off the ball and weren't as invested and involved in this and had gone on to doing other things. And yeah, like season one of the of, of Westworld is some of the best shit I've ever seen mm-hmm. and the most intellectually interesting stuff that I've ever seen. And boy, they needed, I I don't know what kind of writing room they had, what their experience was, but they did something so good, but there's some things that they continue to struggle with, um, certain action things, Mm -hmm. uh, and just, you know, when you're making a slick action, science fiction thriller, you gotta have the slick action. Sure. Um, but, but more to it is just, yeah. And that fact that like now this is a show that could have with a banger season five, justified its entire existence mm-hmm. and it's just not going to get to but i don't blame hbo for that because this show is enormously expensive and nobody was watching right. it this final season was struggling to get a million people watching we it. were still doing good numbers with our podcast um so it's disappointing from uh-huh. that regard yeah. too uh true because yeah apparently a significant or not insignificant portion of the audience was listening but yeah it's it's it- 
It's a real shame. It wasn't also just successful in terms of raw audience numbers. It also had a lot of people supporting it because, you know, I think people got, you know, these puzzle boxes, you get a lot of value from having a, an after show where people break it down and mm-hmm. that desire because like, you know, we have uh, you know old club system. We had these things called these standing waves. We call them where it's like, even after how, uh, even after game of Thrones is off the air, you can still see the blip and the massive spike of membership from, you know, three years ago when people signed up that spring to watch, you know, whatever. And Westworld, it was another one of those standing waves where it's like when Westworld came on and seasons pass like that, and made such a huge difference to the number of supporters we had mm-hmm. because people really valued our take on that content and that kind of content needs extra analysis and takes. And I also, yeah, I, I really like doing the podcast, man. Like yeah. it had probably the highest concentration of like expert contributions we'd get biologists and AI researchers and psychologists and philosophers. Yeah. So much fun to cover, and now it's lost like tears in the rain. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite topics um, too, right? Just thinking about how automation is changing us, changing our society. Uh, so much fun to talk about, and it's gone before it's time. All right, I'm going to suggest that it's more of a disappointment than us not being fans of Succession and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it does it beat For All Mankind? For oh you? yeah, yeah, because it's uh, Losa Spookcase. Yep, I think it fits in at number two for me. Does it get over Dwayne, the saga of Dwayne The Rock Johnson? No. Is Dwayne going to win? Oh my God, he might win. But we have some big disappointments coming up. This next one. That's true. Here's one. <laughs> Rings of fucking power. Uh-huh. What are all the ways this show disappointed you, Jim? Can I just tell you the ways in which it didn't? That'll be way faster. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh... I'm not the world's biggest Lord of the Rings fan, so it didn't really disappoint sure. me from that regard. Like, so many people are disappointed in this because they're Lord of the Rings fans. Not me. They have all kinds of complicated lore nerd reasons about this, that, and the other. Yeah, Here's you, why this disappoints yeah. me the most. It's a waste of goddamn resources. Like, <laughs> you can't mm. spend a three quarters of a billion dollars on something and have it turn mm. out like this. You can't. It's also disappointing because I I wanted this to be one of our big shows. I thought it had the potential to be a huge show. I think there are two reasons this fell on its face, obviously fell on its face. Uh, The disparity of budget to quality and the disparity of House of the Dragon to Rings of Power. This did it no favors Mm. being on at the same time as one of the best shows I've watched this year. And that was an Amazon thing. Uh-huh. They chose to go head to head. They chose to delay their shit because of their Thursday night football deal. They did all these self-inflected. And they also, here's the 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 A number one sin. These showrunners had no business being flipped the keys yes. to $750 million of budget. They had no fucking clue what they were doing. This is the like this is a total there's a total nightmare. They had all the enthusiasm in sure. the world, but they had no experience, no experience running anything. Is this in like Ryan Condal where it's like he did Colony, which some people liked, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I haven't seen anything he's done, but like, yeah, hell. They literally did it, it would be just as stupid to flip me and Jim. Oh yeah, because like oh, that yeah. was that was their fucking sighted experience. Oh, we've been friends for thirty years, and we used to help each other in high school plays and shit. Get the fuck right, out right. of here! Get the fuck out of here! I and that's why I have no hope for this project because mm-hmm. like 
I just don't think they can get the on the job experience because like technically this show is a triumph. Like they had all the smart people that know how to do action and know how to do prosthetics and know how to do spe- special effects. That was not the fucking problem. This show was fucking gorgeous. Uh-huh. First episode or two, it's still some of the prettiest shit I've ever seen. Most imaginative, most beautiful, yes. uh, great production stuff I've ever seen. The writing is shit. Everything that didn't involve hobbits, not even real hobbits, Harfoots, and everything that didn't involve the dwarves mm-hmm. was just cover your eyes awful. I agree. Yeah. The, the You got to spend on writing first. Writing is the number one place yes. to spend your money. It's the best place to spend your money. And it's clear yes. that they did not spend any money on that. And we wanted this to be a big fucking Game of Thrones size hit for us. Like, what could be better mm-hmm. than... The old granddaddy OG of fantasy dueling with the new. What could be more fun and exciting? What a contrast between the high fantasy of uh, Tolkien versus the grounded, gritty, political f- incest fucking of George R. R. Martin. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? A, what a fun contrast. Um, and it's just not. No, this show. Will will Amazon cancel it? They've got too because, much like, invested to cancel it, right? They're, they're claiming the numbers are very all, good also. I don't buy it. And, and they spent a mint on advertising yes. it too. They f- threw that, forced that thing. I, it was I don't know movies and theaters, right? Like I, I've, I've not seen anybody, yes. any other TV network advertising uh, before a film at a theater except for Amazon Prime. They were doing it big time. It was on Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. It was on Thursday Night Football. It was advertised. If you got a fucking Amazon package in the mail six weeks before or after. It was on the tape that they uh, used to close the box. Yes. Yeah, like the Q rating of this had to be off the charts. And it was following a beloved trilogy Mm -hmm. that just came out 20 years ago. So you had the whole generational aspect of it. And it just sucks. And it's not going to recover. It's no, not going to no. recover because you have one chance to make a good first impression and they didn't do it. Um, boy, yeah, what a what a disappointment that was. Um, right. I think it's more disappoint- the, the, the disappointing than us not being fans of Succession, <laughs> of than Dumbledore being gay, than For All Mankind, nobody watching. Then uh-huh. uh, Espookes, mm-hmm. mm, is it more disappointing than Westworld season four? I to, think to so, the, but I'm a big Tolkien nerd. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. To people who love Tolkien, for sure. This is this is the next big thing, right? I mean... Because Westworld had been on decline. This had the promise of the trailers look great. We can recover from The Hobbit. source material. Like, even if you're a kind of a fan of The Hobbit, nobody no, thinks that The Hobbit is as good as Lord of the Rings movies were. No. This is no. the chance to, to claw all that back, and they fucked it up. So I'm going to go Rings of Power number two. Is that cool with oh, you? Oh, okay. Because I said, like, Westworld's been on decline. Like, it's not super surprising to get canceled. It's not super surprising. The last season kind of sort of was disappointing. Yeah, because the other seasons kind of sort of Rings been. of Power is shocking to me. Uh, that I thought you were going to argue for number one, which I, I, I might have given you, but, like, I don't have the affection for Lord of the Rings that would push it to number one for me. Yeah, there's something bloodless about my hate for Rings of Power because <laughs> okay. it's not because I don't even blame the two guys. Like if someone did give us a quarter billion dollars to make our favorite show of all time, we'd of course take it up. Uh-huh. And we'd, we'd probably do we'd probably do this. We'd probably have an embarrassing first effort. And then I would retire 
and I just podcast once a week and that'd be it. Right. Because <laughs> I right. have a quarter talk, million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Or a yeah. quarter billion. So it's like it's I I, I don't hate these guys. No, I don't think they're their like I don't have any personal animosity. Like 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 I said, Dwayne has done a lot of things that I think are blameworthy. Yes. These guys like you know, their biggest crime was uh they're privileged and they failed upwards and someone gave him way too much money because of some old boy nepotism network and they did what anyone would do in their position which is take it and run sure. you know um and again the first 2 hours of this television show was a delight was beautiful was amazing i was over the moon about it and then it just once you got out of that trying to connect oh my god the gears that were ground the off-road trails we blazed the cringe dialogue mm. oh my god yeah <laughs> all right um let's talk about 1899 slash netflix oh. like to me this is somewhere in the Westworld range i mean I, 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 I i've talked about this so much i don't want to talk about it anymore okay. let but... me ask you this how much of the netflix meta stuff should we wait in this because the netflix meta stuff is happening like now Okay, tell me because I'm not even sure what's going on in the Netflix. So, so it's all of like the t- password sharing stuff, um, account account. Okay, sharing. so you're talking they're 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 tarkening, they're tightening their grip, and yep. users are slipping through their fingers. Yeah, yeah, or they're threatening to tighten their grip, and users slipping through. Um, so so I don't know if I want to weigh that in, but Netflix, you know, as a as a media company, has made several mistakes, and one of them is kind of from its inception that looked like a, a smart thing and it was a smart thing for a long time. Now it's becoming their worst enemy, which is binge watch, uh, stuff. I think mm-hmm. 18, is a victim of this, right? This is directly related to 1899. The way that they calculate which shows to cancel and which shows to keep on the air is based on some kind of internal algorithm that looks at velocity, uh, finish rates, things like that and 1899 in my opinion a very good show was cut because simply they didn't give it enough time to gain traction that's my opinion of it you've got because it was canceled like three weeks after release it it was almost immediate it was not cancellation wow uh, and then putting numbers out there to say this is look at these numbers is why uh and it was Uh up against a big another big show came out the week after Wednesday Wednesday was fucking huge everybody was watching that show what they do seemingly is every week they stack new shows on top of old shows and they're surprised when they get fucking buried what what are you talking about give it time to breathe let people see the show and and fit it into their lives you're expecting people to work on your schedule Netflix you need to work on their schedule mm-hmm. a little better. It's a give and take, mm-hmm. and Netflix is fucking this up. Yeah, no, I, 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 you said it perfect. I don't know. I Netflix has a huge problem, which they have gotten people addicted to the binge, but the binge is killing yeah. them. You know, like it can't. It's something that you can enjoy, like it's it's like a bag of cotton candy who the fuck has ever done a uh a, a, has podcasted hours over their experience over eating a bag of can- cotton candy or written a food blog about cotton candy no, no mm-hmm. you just eat it, it it just melts on your tongue and it gives you a sugar rush and you're done and you're like on to the next one uh yeah you don't tell somebody just, about the cotton candy restaurant you went to that was so good they need to try it right <laughs> right 
and and, and it's a double-edged sword because not only have they trained people to enjoy media in a way that destroys its ability to build a, a an audience and foster a community and and uh, and, and 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 fostered in discussion valuable discussion mm-hmm. but the burn rate to keep this machine stoked yep. is so high that they essentially have to grow infinitely all the time. And now the first, they slowed down in English speaking world. Now they're slowing down globally. Now they're trying to hold on to what they got. And yet still the beast must be fed. Mm-hmm. I, something's going to come to a head this year. I really think so. They're yeah. going to have massive cutbacks. They're going to have ma- I mean, it's, I think this this move that they're doing with password sharing is really going to be a net negative for them. They're going to find out real quick that a lot of people had Netflix simply we'll because they had Netflix, you know, like Netflix is yeah. a thing that I go back to once every five months when there's a show that I want to see. Right. Uh, right. Do I have to pay for it every single week or every single month when my parents were paying for it before and I was off in college? All right. Well, I'm not paying for it. And they weren't watching it because their college kid was the only one watching it. They just paid for it. So they're going to cancel it. It's mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, there are a million scenarios yeah, where this is a bad idea. This Netflix is still almost twice as expensive as HBO Max, and it's insane. Right? The quality insane. disparity there. That is insane. You can point and say and Netflix one thing has so like much said, more, but it's not as good. It's not nearly yeah. as good. Yeah, it's one thing if like, you know, hey, I got I got a Netflix account. I'm paying 25 bucks a month, but my kid in college is using it, and my aunt in Colorado is using it, and, you know, blah. But like, I don't know. It just seems so... Like, I, I don't know. Sad don't thing know. about this. They're the first ones kind of doing this. So. Yeah, I mean, they invented the model, and it was a good model for a while. It was a much-needed change in the TV landscape. Uh, I do wonder, because, like, my standard move when I go to on vacation is to bring my Roku with me. Am I not going to be able to watch Netflix now? Because I'll be in a different fucking home network area. I, I don't think that's how do it's going to work. Do I have to spend thirty minutes? Do I have to? Have, do I have to make? Do I have to spend? Thir- yeah. Do I have to spend thirty minutes reconnecting? I think it, so. Like when I get to my destination. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> right. That's what you want when you're on vacation. Hassle. Hassle from your fucking right account that yeah, you want to log on to the account. And you, you, you won't be able to do it from the app. You're gonna have to do it from your fu- from an actual fucking computer. Oh, I guess I got to bring my. Yeah. I just, you can't I downgrade know. your Fuck screens Netflix. either because then you lose your high def. Uh, you lose your 4K. That's stupid. Such a shit move. Such a shit move. They know it. Yeah, and 1899 is a victim of that, unfortunately. God, I remember being so excited when Netflix started with like uh, House of Cards and Orange is the New Black, like this brand new, uh, like you know, doing doing the uh, the taking chances on interesting creative projects, and like the binge model was fucking new, and Mm -hmm. you know, you get a you get one or two shows a quarter. And it's the Sorcerer's Apprentice, man. It got away from them. I don't know what. And they had do. all this other licensed uh, content, know. like great sitcoms and stuff. And yeah, I would go there to right. watch other things. And they've lost a lot yep. of that stuff too. Um, where do we put this in context of disappointments this year? Uh, to uh, talk about the content itself, you were a little disappointed. Were you disappointed by the show? You you seem less enthusiastic. No, I thought it was great. I. I thought no, I no, I, I think the show's great, but like it's not as good as season one of Dark, and it's certainly not as good as a standalone like we're because like if it's season if Dark was canceled after season one, that would be terrible. Mm. But like that's a fully fleshed out world that kind of saw answered a lot of questions we had and then asked a bunch of new ones. Like kicked the door open to an even bigger universe. Uh-huh. Fine. Um 
I don't think 1899 was that successful. I don't think it told a complete story that promised more. I think it told uh, this very much felt like chapter one of a three or four chapter book, and I'm not going to get those other chapters. So, like, none of the characters were necessarily interesting or compelling just based on because, like, Mm. you know, outside of the dark of it all, you just had a a small town with a bunch of intense relationships amongst the people. Mm -hmm these is a bunch of strangers didn't speak the same language. There was some meat cutes. There was some kind of, but, but like all that stuff is clearly going to play out in the future and it's just never going to now. Yeah. That's one of the other reasons it's disappointing is the legacy of it with dark is, you know, what Bodar and Frigé or uh, yeah, whatever their names are can, can do given a three season arc, you know how good it can be and you got to give and, that and, thing time yeah. to develop and it just, they didn't get it. Yeah. And and it's really crazy too because no, it's so hard to do a puzzle box in the era of the internet. Oh yeah, and they did it and did it as flawless and as airtight as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like that show stands up to so much scrutiny and it involves time travel, <laughs> right? Which easily and goes cloning wrong, cloning yeah. and like all the shit that can go so wrong and 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 break so many and it just like stayed rock solid and meaningful and I got to re- rewatch it but like I was hoping to get that experience again of another like mind blowing puzzle bo- puzzle box it was effortless to watch rewarded close watching and we might have it but we're not going to get it because Netflix decided that not enough people watched it in the Christmas rush. At the end, when there was like House <laughs> right. of the Dragon and and Rings of Power and everything else on and in the huge world, hits, and steps came. on it the next week, yep. And, yeah. And because of that, we're just never going to get any more. The thing is, this might have been even better, right? This might have been their even bigger swing. They said, "Okay, we weren't we weren't so sure footed on Dark because we didn't know if we'd get more seasons. We needed to do something that was a little more self contained each season. We we weren't sure if people would dig our style." Well, they know they do now. They they know that all those things are not true, so they can really swing for the fences. And maybe this first season was setting up a three-season arc that would have been even more mind-blowing, given what the confidence sure. that they had now. We'll just never know. I was so excited at the end of that because, like, blowing that thing wide open, going to space, going to, like, obvious simulation stuff, and knowing... Uh-huh. The, the promise of their, this not being the end of it, right? This not being the last revelation, but the first revelation. It was such a big revelation that it... Yeah. yeah. I was like, where are they going to go next? I'm so excited to see that. I never will. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked. And they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. (laughs) 
Commission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun fan favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcast on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they make great gifts for the dedicated Bald Move fan in your life. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info. And now, back with more Bald Move. So put it in context for us. Where do you think this thing belongs on the list? It's currently sitting on it. We're still not fans of Succession. Um, yeah, it's got almost a joke category, but... Um, uh, yeah, it, it goes up for sure. I'm thinking either number two above or, or number below three. Westworld. Let's do gut. Okay. So let's put it above Westworld. Okay, we're in agreement on that. Top five right now, Black Adam slash Dwayne's situation, Rings of Power, 1899 slash Netflix, Westworld season four, and Los Spookies is the top five right mm-hmm. now. I would put this above Rings of Power because of my affection for Dark and my lack of affection for like general Lord of the Rings stuff. I have but. 750 million reasons it can't go above <laughs> Rings of Power. It just the, the scale of the disaster is just not that big. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay. I mean, this is a $70 million fiasco. I mean, if we're talking versus... about like turning around and tripping on your own dick, Amazon did it best this year. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's leave it there, and we'll, we'll have a final run-through. Uh, Herogasm. Speaking you know, of tripping on I, dicks. This is another one where, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it has any heat to it, but, like, uh, so The Boys is a fucked-up show. It's a it's a black comedy. Um, it trades most often on blood. But it also does a lot of sex type humor. You know, you've had mm-hmm. the love sausage. <laughs> even in this, even in this season, you had the uh, the microman climbing upside the urethra of some other. But, dude am I wrong to think that was the first scene of the? That was the pot. That was the first ep- I think the first scene, the first episode <laughs> of season uh-huh. three. The bar for sexual per you know hijinks was already set pretty fucking big yeah. and then they kept on building up oh this is this uh uh orgy that the superheroes these depraved uh desensitized uh amoral superheroes throw once a year where they just get together and they super fuck and they super all suck their powers, and they do all this other stuff the weird shit they with can all get their up powers yeah. and we've already we've already seen a guy with a 30 foot long telekinetic cock mm-hmm. we uh and you get the hero gasm, and it's roughly as disappointing as your average <laughs> real life orgy. I mean, like I, <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's probably a good point uh-huh. there, but but like I started thinking of like you know when in Westworld when you know you, they they build up like hey you get out of Sweetwater and things get weird and you get far enough off the map you find these mm. like you can it's like yeah, eyes wide shut shit going down. 
And I guess that's, yeah, like you get to there and it's like, oh, you got some people in sh- uh, secluded alcoves wearing Harlequin masks mm-hmm. doing missionary style sex. Oh, here's a couple on their hands and knees. They're doing doggy mm-hmm. style. Oh, oh they're my doing it in God. front of somebody else who's jerking it. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm so right. tit. Herogasm was that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like this big thing built up by comic book fans and by the show itself, and it was just yeah pedestrian sex. There stuff. were some superpowers, but nothing incredibly inventive. Nothing, uh, nothing fucked up. Like yeah, bare minimum. I want to see as someone that's got a master teleporters of opening up portals and time. I want to see them fucking themselves. Oh yeah, you know through the portal. Who of us uh, wouldn't? I, there's this guy that power. I want to see super super speed sex. I want to see what like super strength has to do. I want to see like shape shifting. Mm-hmm. I want to see like I mean honestly there was kinkier shit in season two. Like when uh, remember when the Homelander fucked himself with the oh, shape shifter? Yes, that was very fucked up. Yeah, like there's there and, and they they had him drinking milk straight from the tap mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, in season one. like they they did weirder sex shit on previous seasons. I'm sorry, orgasm. Big disappointment. And comic book fans were really building this up too. Like this was yes. the piece de resistance uh, of of yeah. this fucked up superhero shit that we were going to get this up to. This is the boys, right? Yeah. Eh. All right. So where do we rank this? Uh, I unironically think it's more disappointing than Los Spookies. It's going to be a tough hoe after yeah. that. What do you think about that? Yeah, throw it in there, five. All right. Uh, that leads us to per- season two of Picard. <laughs> I don't think this is super disappointing. Uh, we did get some good Q stuff. I will say it's not as good as I was hoping for, but... The, you no, know, the finale, if you pretend that the rest of the season was uh, good, is actually kind of amazing. Yes, yes. Because John Delancey and Patrick Stewart just kind of work. And mm-hmm. I do believe that these longtime nemesis and antagonists could kind of like look, grow to love and depend on each other. Yeah. But how they got there, no fucking shot. No fucking shot. This was, oh, God. And it was all based off one of the most entertaining Star Trek movies, Star Trek Four. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such an inherently funny thing. Send these weirdos from the future back in modern America. Have them just go on them. But, like, they just went, like, I don't know. And I've seen better episodes with the social commentary in, like, Deep Space Nine 30 years ago. (laughs) And I don't mind being preached to. I hate being preached to by a moron. (laughs) If you're going to give me a fire and brimstone speech, if you're like, the Apostle Paul says the women should be submissive. No, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, get that preaching out of my face. And this was just dumb. Pre- like, it, it's preaching a kind of dumb preaching. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is it disappointing, though? Yeah. How high were your expectations given season one? Because season one was a shit show, too. And really, my hope for yes. this came down to John Delancey. And that the showrunners would learn something, but uh, I remember the 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 chill ran that mm-hmm. ran down my spine when I read an interview with these fuckers, and they're like, "Ah, oh, no, nah, we didn't pay much attention to criticism. We yep. we're we're aggressively yeah, like, oh god, maybe you should. Maybe sometimes when a million people tell you something, you should listen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guys. hopeful they're listening a little more this season. Fingers crossed. But yeah, season two was. But what's kind of crazy? 
surely this is one of our biggest surprise oh we haven't done that yet mm-hmm. yeah the strange the, the thing that this leads to the biggest shocker which is star trek strange new worlds is largely the same creative team is kind of fucking yeah. awesome they they kind of nailed everything that i wanted from star trek because i just don't think these guys have it in them to tell a story that stretches more than three or four episodes and strange new worlds does not try it's no. like if it's a bad if it's a bad idea it lasts 45 minutes you're like well that's kind of weird next mm-hmm. Character this, threads. Like the bad ideas last go on yeah, and on thing. and on. So all right. Um I would maybe throw this up like under for all mankind. Yeah, okay. That's cool. But it doesn't go very high. Because I got a couple that I want in the top ten. I hope we can get into the top ten. Uh speaking of the devil, Walking Dead season eleven. They flipped the keys to this ailing car after Scott Gimple drove it off three cliffs and parked it flipped underneath it a like dumpster. Flipped it like Lori, unforced air, op- no traffic, bright <laughs> daytime conditions, mm-hmm. dry pavement. Uh, and she got it. She did the impossible. She got me caring about The Walking Dead again. And then this season... And it's, it's, you can, it's, I mean, there's not a tell all, but like you can read between the lines and the, the AMC Foctor, they said, here are five of the characters that everybody cares about. You can't kill them because we're going to do a spinoff. We're going to announce, mm-hmm. and not only can you not kill them, it's going to be an, it's not even going to be a secret. It's going to be an open secret that they're not killable because they're going to be in spinoff mm-hmm. shows. And then they kept on, they, they, they continued and to they take it with budget. The cast. They made it wasn't her, just like, oh, we're going to have like Rick and Michonne. No, they did it with Carol. They did it with Daryl. They did it with Negan. They, it was I'm, half the cast, literally. Yes. I, I'm telling you, the five, the five or six people that people really cared about, they cannot be mm-hmm. touched. There's no tension at all in these scenes. And then they told her, it's like, uh, we're cutting your budget and also make eight more episodes. Yeah. And I can kind of, you can see in the interviews with her that she, I think she kind of checked out. And and, and we're going to give you like one of the biggest sets to date to create with that. Right. In the Commonwealth. And we're going to give you a spinoff to take the sting off of it, but right but we're going to change production location to fucking Paris, <laughs> France. So you're going to have to move to keep up to it. so she's like no fucking thank you. So like Poor Angela Kang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did a banger job in season nine and ten, and it just the shit caught up with you in season eleven. It uh, wasn't terrible. I I didn't hate season eleven. It, it wasn't moments. terrible, um, but man, I watched way too much. And also, there was the COVID of it, so you were uh-huh. treated to episodes like these standalone episodes where Carol's wrestling with a rat in a, in, in a garage for like thirty minutes. <laughs> uh. uh yeah yeah a lot of the social commentary that they were trying to go for the commonwealth didn't really land again stupid preaching um and it also sucked because you know we came back and did it because of the pandemic and we we're kind of hoping like hey we got a surprise and it's it was a popular you know this was still a very popular podcast mm-hmm. and, and to, to the day it, it wrapped up uh what do we do with it in terms of disappointment scale oh boy uh I think I'd it's got to be better places more than Picard because I actually had expectations for this being kind of awesome. And yeah, with Kang in charge, I guess it's hard to get past the legacy of the walking dead. Cause if I mean, shame on me if I thought 
AMC was going to support this show in its final season. But I, I thought that they would surely give uh, a, with Kang at the helm, there'd be a satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. I would I would feel like, you know, I'd had some character moments that I thought were really good. But like as soon as they start announcing the spinoffs and who could and couldn't die, it's like now. Uh, so, yeah, it's at number eight now. I think that's that's fine. Oh God, it had that terrible Eugene neo noir episode which is one of the dumbest <laughs> things i've ever seen eugene's gum shoe uh, which he literally just got gum stuck on a shoe um the gilded age this is a weird one i can't because you haven't mm-hmm. seen it um baron fellows is his mm, name yeah. julian fellows wrote this and he's like i know my english aristocracy and yeah some of it's tone deaf and some of it is kind of cringe. You know what? I'm going to take this to late 19th century America. And I want to say some things about, I want to say some things about racism in America. <laughs> is, that, is that like offensive on its face that this Englishman or whatever would be doing, trying to tell this story? No, that... it's, it, but it's like, he's definitely reaching for the top shelf stuff in American politics mm-hmm. and some real live wires. And I don't know that he's care. He's do he's, he's treating it with the seriousness it deserves. Now, having said that, I love the experience of watching this. Me and okay. Cecily cackled and howled. Sure. Carrie Coon gets super naked. <laughs> uh, she th- then then she gets visibly pregnant, and there's a like at least a half season of them. Like I, I talk. I, you, do you remember that scene in uh, Austin Powers where Austin Powers is walking around? Elizabeth mm-hmm. Hurley is in the front of holding him, up for and it. she's holding like he. Yeah. Holding up, yeah, like a sausage to hold his wiener, and then he's holding up two cantaloupes to show, cover boob. They're doing that shit with Carrie Coon's pregnant belly. <laughs> Love it. Where, you know, she's like putting a parasol down as she comes into the uh. door and holding it midway. She steps behind a crystal globe. There's a credenza that comes up to just above. Like, they're just <laughs> doing so, so much prop comedy to keep her be- <laughs> her pregnant belly from. But the fatal flaw of the show is, I think like Lord Grantham you could always root for because yes he's rich yes he's out of touch but when he had the when he was confronted with the right thing to do he almost unfailingly Mm. did it even if it personally meant that he would lose money prestige or whatever this guy she's married to a guy who's a railroad magnate and like one of the big plots is that he uh, train derailed and it was because of cost cutting and he is tr- desperately trying to find a way to pin it on a foreman of a factory so that he doesn't have to take personal responsibility for it. Hmm. That's rough. And it's like, how how do you root for this in this fucking climate that we're yeah. in? You know, and I think I think this actually might be the story of oh, 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 and the B plot. The B plot is Carrie Coons wanting to be accepted by the old money American aristocracy that wants nothing to do with her because mm. she's new money and vulgar. And her bending the social elites of her well. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's tough because like, those are two things I don't like. I actively root against or think are stupid. Don't give a shit. And that's the things that like are interesting about this. Um, and yeah, it's again, I'm going to walk. I can't wait till next season comes out because it's a hoot, but I was hoping for kind of American Downton Abbey, like in, cause in the first couple seasons before 
people started dying and people wanted out of their contracts and things got weird. I think Downton season one and two are legitimately good television. Oh, yeah. I liked him. Uh, he's in season three. I was hoping we'd get an American Downton. And we are late stage Downton <laughs> wackiness in season one. So mm-hmm. um, it's fine where it's at. Um, it's fine. I just wanted to, to talk about it. Uh, Three thousand years of longing. I mean, how much? How hard do you want to go in on Idris? And- oh, not that hard. I, I was till I was here. disappointed. I think it looks really good. Um, I didn't really know what to expect of this because it's the guy who did Mad Max Fury Road, and he's doing this very other different thing. Um, but it looks really cool. I just didn't I I just was not feeling this. This was a general thing where I was just not feeling what they were putting down here. Uh I I can't talk a lot of specifics cuz I don't remember a ton of it. I just remember a general feeling of disappointment. So I don't think this is going to go very high on the list. It might be last, honestly. Um because our flag means death is a little more disappointing to me. I want to go in on 3000 years of long with the, with a counterpoint which is Yeah, George, what does a George Miller um, genie movie look like? Uh, there is some cringe preaching, social commentary, uh, class. Like, again, it's stuff that I'm I'm not saying cringe. And because like, some people say cringe because they don't agree with it. Like, oh, I don't like this right, gay right. person. I don't like Nick Offerman being gay because he's. Uh, uh, no, it's it's more of like I agree with the, what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. I just think it's like so fucking tone deaf and so off putting to people who don't appreciate the way it. it's the told, best yeah. art should should build bridges and make you mm-hmm. you know you should, should should make you realize things about yourself and, and 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 so at the end it kind of fell apart but i think this is a damn fine date movie i think it's sexy mm-hmm. i think like a couple a young a young couple like wants to cozy up on a friday night and watch this really sexy movie about a genie falling in love with women um starring very sexy people like I and and you have a little bottle of wine and you got some chocolate truffles and you got some uh, lotions and oils for later on <laughs> in the night. I think that's a that's a hell of a good time. Yeah, and it works on that level. I don't know. Um, something about the framing of it didn't appeal to me. With like conversation that they're having and jumping back in time to his life and I don't know. There was all the sexy genie stuff he got up to. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you really got a thing for genies, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, just wasn't... yeah, I do actually. I would, I would date a genie. Is this a question? No, a sexy immortal genie you... that's all powerful can grant my ever wish. I'm, I'm, am I not going to date this? Can person? you wish to okay, date the genie? Sure. Is that one of your wishes? Uh, I don't know. That's or are that's, you just going to try and uh, seduce the genie? genie's free will? But uh, I mean, it seems like the it's, it's all about the genie. Like if the genie either likes you or not, mm-hmm. you know, infinite cosmic power. I, I got nothing against that. <laughs> Uh, okay, you, I didn't know you've seen Our Flag Means Death. I watched three or four episodes, and here's my thing. If I'm going to, quote-unquote, waste my time watching a comedy, because we don't cover comedies, uh, for, with rare exceptions on Bald Move, because comedies don't typically make good podcasts, it better make me laugh hard. I better mm. cry laughing, mm-hmm. or it better be fucking weird shit that I've never seen before, or should really, <laughs> like, you know, like, I like my thank you, or I think you should leave, I like my uh, BoJack Horseman. I like, you know, really weird subversive shit. <laughs> Our Flag Means yeah. Death is just, a, is just a comedy. It's just a comedy. And its thing is it's on a pirate ship. 
and probably the more you know about piracy and sailing the least funny this shit's going to be and i'm just <laughs> i'm just not in this show's nexus i don't think it's bad i just didn't laugh hardly at all in the first three episodes maybe four sure. and that means yeah i'm 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 taking yeah i'm taking my comedy uh eyeballs and i'm watching peacemaker yeah so i think the reason this is in the disappointing category is its pedigree it's it's cast it's crew uh it's taika waititi produced i think taika waititi stars in it stars in Uh it very funny man this taika he's great uh reese darby is like the lead in this and i really love reese darby um you've got the guy who played hodor in there uh Mm-hmm. You've got a couple of other very funny comics. Um, is it Matthew Mayer? He, we just saw him in Hello Tomorrow, like yesterday uh, or a few days ago, whatever. Uh, he he's the guy who plays the detective, the the local detective that was coming in to. Uh, oh investigate yeah, he, he, Brightside Matthew Mayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's in that. I like him. Uh, so there are a lot of really good people in this. I will agree that it doesn't add up to quite the sum of its parts. Um, mm. Though I will say once they get to the Blackbeard stuff, the show got significantly better, though I have a caveat there too. I think it got a lot funnier. It got a lot. It, it, it trended more toward a dramedy than a comedy. And and that was like a strength of it. But I think... Yeah, could. The, the the central character that Reese Darby plays is not quite interesting enough for any of that stuff to really land. I think he's conflicted yeah. about who he is and what he wants out of life, and that develops over the course of the season. But it never felt to me like there was enough of a enough of a strong hook there to make all the stuff they're trying to do dramatically super interesting. There there are some. I'll say there are some daring performances in there from time to time, uh, both from Reese and from Taika. There are moments that are very good and very poignant, um, but it's it's not quite enough for me. It's funny you mentioned a rounding into the end of the season, the Blackbeard stuff, because like I was just a lot of comedies take that time to gel. Like I, yeah. one of my favorite comedies of all time, Parks and Rec is unrecognizable in the first season. You can huh. see elements okay. like Ron Swanson kind of works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Nope kind of works, but everything else is just, you know, they're going to entirely recast people. They're going to retool. They're going to bring things. Seinfeld in. is like that. And Parks and Rec my becomes favorite, yeah. Seinfeld's another good example. I think cheers is a, a pretty good example of that. There's some like comedy sometimes take it there. It's a chemistry mm-hmm. set. Totally. And it takes a while for that stuff to gel. So I don't know. If I hear like three seasons in that like, yeah, our flag means death is like, you know, it's like just tits shit hot. Mm -hmm. Then I might come give it another try because. But yeah, I just uh, like I said, it just I always feel like I'm wasting my time when I'm watching a comedy because, (laughs) you know, no tolerance for just my job's awesome. My job. My job is awesome. But there is that. Yeah, there is that. (laughs) <laughs> all right well i don't think it's gonna go super okay. high i i do think it should maybe go about above three thousand years um because <clears throat> yeah even when it gets okay. to its good parts it wasn't it wasn't quite landing for me it's like i, I see the do potential wanna... of it but it's not quite there i mean we could put it higher i don't think it deserves to be much higher honestly 
because it, okay. it is good in moments and i don't want to i don't want to oversell how disappointing it is all right well, let's go through the top 10 again i think we're good but let's just make mm-hmm. sure we got right now biggest disappointment is black adam uh mm-hmm. and the greater saga of Dwayne the rock johnson Boy, the thing is, I'm trying to explain the winner on on the the award show. How do we? Because like, man, we spent 90 minutes talking about this shit. I guess tell people. I mean, it's a disappointment. What 30 years in the making? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rings of Power is only disappointment yeah, fact, 20 years in the making. <laughs> true. So we got Black Adam, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Number two, the Rings of Power. Hmm. Should that be high? Should that go above Black Adam? It, it would go over if just Black Adam, but I think, right, um, the fact that the two big fantasy fran the two big badass franchises The Rock had, which is this one and Fast and Furious, he's kind of exiled himself from both. That's just so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he can stay at number one, given given our affinity for badass movies. Should we put? the Netflix because like 1899 is really the Netflix fiasco does it deserve to go above Rings of Power because Rings of Power is a big, bigger single failure but Amazon's fine as far as I can tell sure sure Netflix is fucking up and maybe killing itself in the process am I disappointed by that at this point <laughs> am no, I disappointed that the most expensive least watched for me uh streaming yeah. services colossally fucking up everything i've been watching netflix a lot but it's because of late because i've been watching a lot of better call saul but right right now i just finished season five last night and i have no reason to open netflix uh, again you could watch that on Stranger our amazon back. prime account because we have amc plus over there i think oh nice i think okay. you can get well, it there, there you go so i i don't know um, probably not i hmm hmm it's a tough one. I think they're fine where they're at because again, that's the rings of power. I think is a big singular failure. Yeah. That's going to impact the future. And then, you know what? I, I don't think this can kill Amazon, but that's got to hurt. That's got to, because oh, like yeah. they're touting, they're happy with the numbers, but they can't be, there's no, and I don't way. think they will be next season. Even if they were for the first season, no. people are going to drop this show. No, no and you know like i said if it's a man like the fact that they're saying they got numbers comparable to house of the dragon <laughs> i don't buy it man because maybe if episode so, one? those are the type of people that and and if those, it's that's true it's the people that don't post on social media mm-hmm. man because mm-hmm. that shit just wasn't the near the impact um uh, so we got 1899 Netflix, Westworld season four, Herogasm. Is Herogasm too high? Well, so Herogasm is also a stand in for the end of that season for me because I thought the finale was not very good either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, boy, especially when compared to season let, two. Let me write this in instead of just Herogasm. It's got to just, it's got to just, like, um, it's, it's, it's so far the boys has a justified arc. Where season one like made you stand, you know, sit up and take it serious, mm-hmm. and then season two was incredible, and then season three was good, but judging against itself, season two it felt like a step mm-hmm. back, and Herogasm was just the the uh, the outward manifestation of all that. Yeah, so I changed um, that entry to the boys Herogasm slash finale. Okay, I think we're fine then. 
Like yeah. then we got Los Spookcase at six, For All Mankind season three, and just its lack of success in podcasting seven. Uh, Walking Dead season eleven, eight, uh, nine, Picard, ten, Fantastic Beasts. Um, yeah, I think that that works for me. Yep, sounds good.